An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife. Married men, number one interest is pleasing their wives. I heard a couple of amens. Come on, man. I'm trying to help you this Valentine's weekend. The number one thing we married men have on our mind is pleasing our wives. Now, we may not voice it, but we were thinking about it. We may not say I love you, but the thought crossed our mind, didn't it? Help me out, fellas. Am I right about it? Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. This message is especially for those who are unmarried. There is a blessedness in being single, and I'm sharing that with you today. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. Paul is saying this, marriage is not superior to singleness. Although God ordained marriage and he put man and woman together, Paul says, just because somebody is married, they're not more superior than the ones who's unmarried. Actually, Paul says, in a sense, marriage can be disadvantageous in the sense that it limits some potential for the service of God. But Paul was not naive about the human factor. He says, but if they cannot control themselves, they should marry. But it's better to marry than to burn with passion. Now, you know what my cousin said about this commentary. She said, I know what the Bible says. It's better to marry than to burn, but I smell smoke. <laughs> if you are strongly tempted sexually, get married. God knows it. Ask God to hurry up. And send somebody that's compatible with you. He says it's better to marry than to be constantly inflamed. Constantly. If that's the first thing that's on your mind and that's just driving you and you can't think of nothing else, you better get you somebody. Because he's saying it won't be long. You're going to hook up. So you might as well hook up with a husband. A burning person is not a happy person. That's what he's saying. If you can't control yourself, you're going to find it difficult to serve the Lord faithfully. You're not going to be able to lift your hands and worship without, when you see somebody, you're going to, oh, hallelujah. He says it's very difficult. In the society we live in, it's difficult not to give in to those desires. Paul says, I understand that. I'm not married, but I understand that. And if that's your motivation, that's your drive, that's your passion, it's foremost on your mind, find you somebody and get married. If your desires distract from your service to the Lord and your obedience to the Lord, it's better to get married than to miss God's purpose is what he's saying. But there are several things a Christian ought to do. If you have a desire to get married, there are some things that you ought to do. Don't just seek to get married for marriage's sake. But seek a person that you can love, a person you can trust and respect. And if you're a woman... Be sure you marry someone you can submit to. Because the Bible says you are to submit to your own husband. The time to make that assessment is before you get married, not after you get married. If you can't submit to him, and that's not the kind of man you can submit to, then don't marry him. Now, submit is not subservient. We're not talking about being a slave. Submit just means to and the orderly arrangements of coming underneath the authority of. That's all that means. To come underneath the authority. It's not a dirty word. 
we all submit. We all submit to authorities. If you have a boss on the job, you submit to that boss. It doesn't mean that, the, that they're more superior to you as a person. It just means that in that arrangement, you have to submit. We submit every day, all day long. You submit to the stop sign. A sign. Just the, not even any person. Don't say anything. It's just some words. And you just look at it and you stop. You submit it to it. We all submit. So he says, to the woman, I have placed a man in authority. That's his role. And you are to submit. And so if you are in a relationship with somebody and you don't think that they're the person you can submit to, then don't marry them. And men, if you don't think that she's somebody you can love wholeheartedly, then don't marry her. Because he tells you to love her and to honor her. But the best way to find the right person is to be the right person. You want to be the right person. And instead of going around hoping that somebody can find you just like you are, this is a good time when you're single to develop yourself, to strengthen yourself, to grow and to become a viable person on your own. You know, don't, if you're just marrying somebody because you're needy, you might not be the right person. But if you can stand on your own, it's a time to stand on your own when you're single. But here's the key. If you are right with God and his will for your life, if you're honoring God, serving God, he will send the right person your way, especially if you're a woman. He'll send the right person. That's his job, his job. If he says that the man should find the woman, it is God's responsibility to send the right person to you. If you're honoring him. And when he sends them, it won't be too late. You might think, Lord, what's, how long? God knows where you are and he can get the person to you. If he hadn't come yet, there might be some adjustments you need to make on your end. If you have a desire. Now, some people have a desire, but they never have asked God. They never have said, Lord, this is my desire. I desire a mate and this is the kind of mate I desire and I'd like for you to send them to me. They ask everybody else, you got any friends? Well, ask God. Amen. Some people never have gone to the Lord and say, Lord, this is my desire. What should you do until that right person comes along? Our energies and efforts should be directed in ways that will be most helpful in keeping our mind off of the temptations and things that might come because we are single and perhaps vulnerable. You can apply yourself. This is for saved folks now. This is for, the, for spiritual people. The unspiritual people is not going to go with this. You want to apply yourself to spiritual service, to spiritual activity, working for the Lord, serving him in the kingdom. Avoid listening to and looking at or being around things that strengthens and enhances the temptations that might be coming your way. You got to get rid of those things. Don't put yourself in compromising situations. And until God gives us the right person, he'll also give us the strength to resist those temptations. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 says, No temptation has seized you except what is common to man, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can stand up under it. He'll make a way for you. 
So Paul specifically spoke to those who had experienced marriage but was now single and could have problems because of it. And then in verse 25, he turns his attention to those who had never been married. Let's look at what he says in verse 25 of 1 Corinthians 7. Now about virgins. I have no command from the Lord, but I give a judgment as one who by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. Because of the present crisis, I think that it is good for you to remain as you are. Are you married? Do not seek a divorce. Are you unmarried? Do not look for a wife. Now, listen, he's talking about virgins, and he said, do not look for a wife, which means that men ought to be virgins too. All I heard was, amen. Hey, I ain't hear no amen. <laughs> I need to hear a couple of amen. Amen, amen. Men ought to be virgins too. Amen. Men? Men ought to be virgins too. We got our work cut out for us, I believe. They want the women to be virgins, but the men don't want to be no virgin. So that's what he's talking, that's what he says. Now about virgins, if you're unmarried, don't look for a wife. So he's talking about men. Now what woman wouldn't want a man virgin? Never mind. Look at the women don't even want no. Okay, uh, verse 28. <laughs> but if you do marry, you have not sinned. If you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a virgin married, she has not sinned. But those who marry will face many troubles in this life. And I want to spare you this. That is an interesting comment that he makes there about married life. So in verse 25 to 35, Paul speaks of several reasons for remaining single. Number one, he says, is to, in the pressures of society, he said, the present crisis. Now, that was a present crisis of persecution for the church, and he was saying, in this present crisis, if you remain single, you'll probably do better. The problem we have to face today, he says, and the problems that you have, there's always a present crisis in the culture and in the society. And he says, when these crises comes, it is better for you to remain single because the problems that you have is going to be multiplied for the one who's married. When you marry somebody, your mate's problem become your problem. The issues that they bring in, and everybody bring in some issues, everybody. Everybody has some issues. They may not be readily apparent when you first meet them and when you first start going out. You may not discover those issues to after you say, I do. In fact, most likely you won't discover those issues. Now, that's why folks want to shack today. They say, we're going to shack so we can find out what's going on with them. But shacking is not going to uncover everything. And you need to get my tape on the top 10 reasons for not shacking. Because believers should not be shacking. So I don't want to go into that this morning, but I'll just mention this. When a man has a dog that he cares a lot about, the first thing he do is be sure it has papers. Let him buy a $500 dog and see if the first thing he wants is the papers. Now, if he don't want no papers on you, 
I'll leave a comment for you to fill out the blank. Okay, wise up. Paul said there's a problem in marriage and that because the problems are of the flesh. Paul gives practical advice here, not spiritual or moral command. He says people in their flesh and nature, they're, they're gonna, when two people get together, there's going to be some conflict. And there are going to be some problems. When they're bound together in marriage, their human nature is multiplied and magnified. And he says, marriage people have issues that single people don't. They have some troubles that's unique to marriage that single people don't have to deal with. And when he said trouble, that word trouble means literally pressed together under pressure. You are pressed together, you're under pressure, so if, if you saved all of your money, you've been real diligent, and you saved all of your money, you marry somebody who's broke, is in debt, and is bankrupt, that almost bankrupts you right off the bat when soon as you get married. Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. I wanted to take some time to speak directly to those who are unmarried in the body of Christ. In a month like this, when we celebrate days like Valentine's and holidays, single people can feel left out. But I want you to know that God did not leave you out. I've been sharing this message on the blessedness of singleness. Take advantage of your singleness because God has something in store for you. If you would like a copy of today's message and hear it again, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily. You can listen to today's message as well as previous messages aired on this station. That's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. And I want to give you a special opportunity to come and be our guest. God is using Pastor Jackie in a mighty way to reach those that have hurts and hang-ups. And we know that God will meet every need when we come to Him and bow down before Him. So meet us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. For more information, go to our website at LOWCF. Dot O-R-G. Again, L-O-W-C-F dot O-R-G. So if you're not connected in a church family, come to the light of the world. It's a place to believe and a place to belong. I want to share with you about the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. Many people have been coming by to get Sunday school books, Bibles, church supplies, offering envelopes, communion supplies, anointing oil. Whatever you need, we can get it for you right here at the Beacon. Call us at 281 441 2885. Again, that's 281 441 2885. Now, for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.